You're tuned in to Fork Podcast. This week's guest is Haskell Garmes, personal trainer and coach. We discuss health under quarantine and how he reinvented himself as a personal trainer during the COVID outbreak. How are you going to have a strong mind? And you need a strong mind and body to develop a strong spirit because you're going to need to overcome it. You have to look at this as a positive nature. I know this is a terrible thing that's going on, but we can learn a lot. The planet is telling you something. I mean, greenhouse gases down 25% in three months. Dolphins swimming in the canals in Venice. Imagine if we were more serious about taking care of the earth in three years. It's a negative circumstance, which can lead to a very positive outcome overall in the long term. Haskell Garmaze, how are you doing, dude? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, man. All things considered, you know, we're all sort of cooped up here. For sure. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of action going on. I mean, uh, I'm home with my wife and kids for three weeks nonstop. That's the most I've ever been home with them. I don't know how we're all, uh, <laughs> we haven't killed each other yet. It's incredible. <laughs> you learn a lot, eh? Being in uh, confinement like this with the whole family and see what yeah, the relationships are like. A little too much. <laughs> a, little, a little too much about, I know a little too much about my, my wife and my kid now. <laughs> what I'm very curious about though right now you and I are about the same age and you know how, how's your tech savviness to start doing some online work with your clients how's that been working out it's not so great uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh look you know I, I grew up in the beginning of the computer age back in the 80s when computers were coming out and we had to learn it in school and all I did was sleep in class but that was for most of my courses to be perfectly honest <laughs> But in the end of the day, uh, I, I wasn't a great student, and certainly computers which were not engaging to me at all. At all, I never understood the allure of it. But I'll tell you, after three weeks of being on uh, online and and training people uh, via webcam and uh, my phone and my computer, I'll tell you, I have a whole new respect for IT guys and computer people because I don't know how they could sit in front of the screen eight, nine, ten hours a day because I find it excruciatingly. It's more exhausting than being in a gym for 14 hours a day. I agree. I've had a few clients online as well. And I find after I've trained somebody like one-on-one online, I'm exhausted. Because it's almost like you're trying to compensate for the fact that you're not there. So you're bringing extra energy. Yeah, extra energy. And you have to really focus in on the client where when when you're on your own with a client one-on-one, you know, if you take your gaze off the client for a second, it, it happens. But, you know, you can trust them mostly that they're doing the right thing. But we're here, you've got to be Johnny on the spot all the time. I mean, you know, it's an, it's an adaptation for everybody at this particular point, for myself, for my clients, uh, for my family, for everyone. And you have to rise to the occasion because you can't, you can't allow the circumstances that we're in now to define who you are and who you become. You know, you have to rise above this kind of stuff. And that's what, with the help of my family, uh, I'm doing. I'm not doing it by myself. I don't think we're second. I'm doing this by myself. I have a great support system with my wife and my daughter. Like, I think you've adapted quite well. There's some evidence in this that you're a guy who's very accustomed to uh, self-reinvention. Is is that, uh, is my observation on point there? Well, I mean, I, you know, as much as I don't like to talk about myself, who am I kidding? I love to talk about myself. I'm a personal <laughs> trainer. You know, you know how you know when there's a personal trainer in the room? Yeah. Don't um, worry. They're going to they're gonna tell you. They're going to tell you. No problem. <laughs> No problem. So at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm 51 years old, or almost 51 years old. I've had to reinvent myself several times throughout the last, you know, 30 years because, you know, no one has a career any day uh, that they stick to anymore for more than seven years. But uh, certainly reinvention was the name of the game. 
Yet, what do you think that is going on right now that's forced your hand the most in self-reinvention? Like, obviously, we just talked about the tech side of it, that it wasn't something that you were accustomed to. But um, what, do you, what else is sort of like challenging you right now? Honestly, if you asked me that question three weeks ago, I would have just said really the tech stuff and be home all the time with my family. It's tough because, I mean, I'm used to spending, you know, hours away from the house, training people, coming back in the middle of the day when my family's gone, having two, three, four hours sometimes in a, in a midday break after after five or six hours of working, come back have a midday break for two to four hours and go back to work when my family comes home. So I spend a lot of alone time mm-hmm. uh, during the day to relax and unwind and then I go back to work. That doesn't exist anymore. Now, there's people around me all the time. So I found that the biggest adjustment that there is to deal with at home. And being indoors constantly is a big struggle for me. Yeah. I'm used to uh, moving around. And I work at several different gyms. I do in-home clients. I do outdoor training. I felt that, that, that that's the two toughest parts, being around someone all the time and being, being indoors for an extended period of time. It's, it's very tough. It seems that that's, that's probably a common answer for many people, except that I find for personal okay. trainers, we're in a very social business and being out Big and time. around people and, and, you know, high-fiving and hugging and yeah. <laughs> it's a big, big part time. of our life, right? I, I, I like to consider myself a relationship specialist. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I ensconce myself into someone's life, but not just their physical training into their, into their, uh, emotions and into their physicality and into their mental and spiritual being because you can't just be physical and say okay your training's done no there's more to it than that the physical training is the first aspect of, of, of the three pillars you have your mind your body your spirit but the body is on the bottom that's the base you have a healthy body you have a healthy mind you have a healthy body and mind you have a healthy spirit and but i mean spirit and you know and how you how you exist in the living breathing world that we that we are a part of and, you know, when I'm with my clients, that's how I want to be with them. I want to touch on all those things so that they have a whole, for lack of a better term, holistic, well-rounded training. And part of that is, is developing strong, close personal relationships with, with clients. For me, that's not for every trainer. I know a lot of trainers who don't like that. They, they come in for their hour, they train, they go. And that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I respect that a great deal. That's just not who I am. It's not who I've ever been. I'm a hands-on, uh, not touchy feeling in a, in, a, in a curvy way, but you know, I'm, I'm very professional, but I'm hands on with my clients' lives because I believe that's important. Your clients are obviously looking for somebody with your particular approach. So there must be something in your background that, that's, a, that's allowed you to identify better with people who are looking for that more holistic approach. Well, look, I've done martial arts since I'm the age of 15 years old and I've always been involved in combat sports. For, for the last 35, almost 40 years. And the martial arts, especially Chinese Kung Fu, which is one of the first martial arts ever invented, uh, it's a very holistic training. And that brought me to personal training and physical training. I've been coaching and teaching people martial arts and, and training since I'm 19 years old, professionally, financially, for the last 10 years. You know, whole body, whole mind, whole spirit. Very, very important. You cannot have one healthy existence without having the other in balance. It's just it's like the three pillars of training. What are they? Training, eat, sleep. Mm-hmm. If one of them is out of balance, if you're not eating properly, you won't get the full benefit of training. If you're not sleeping properly, you you don't get the full benefit of recovery and training. If anything, I think the eating and the sleeping are more important than the training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. 
It's the eating part that I see people, especially right now, boredom at home, people are struggling. So can we talk about that for a second? Um, just about, sure. we see a lot of trainers providing exercise and advice online. In fact, a lot of it's free right now, but people just seem to, even though it's free, they're still not getting engaged. What's, you talk about specifically about nutrition? Yeah, I would say I might even include the exercise part. Sure, some people okay. are getting out for some walks and things like that. People are still saying, man, I'm having motivation problems. I can't get down and actually do the exercises. So what's sure. missing? What do you think happens where people just can't get into it? Well, I think, let's start with nutrition. Nutritionists are great. Dietitians are great. They know their stuff. They know too much stuff for the average person to absorb. Mm-hmm. So when you start looking at nutrition on your own and start studying on uh, on your own, it's very overwhelming. It's a, it's a huge topic. My feeling on nutrition is keep it simple, stupid. All diets, if you look at ketogenic diet, zone diet, uh, Atkins, all of them, whether it's high protein, high fat, high carb, whatever, whatever it is, they all have one common factor. And Weight Watchers, which are almost unarguably is the most popular diet on the planet, have one thing in common, eat less food. Simple as that. If I expend more calories than I take in, mathematically speaking, I should lose weight. If I eat more protein and I'm training and I recover properly and I sleep properly, I should gain muscle mass and lose body fat. Now, unless there's underlying medical conditions or you're not doing what you should be doing, it's pretty simple in its idea. The execution is where it becomes difficult. Okay, so hold on just a second, man, because this is yeah. big. And, and I agree with you, yeah. by the way. Um, I am a guy who just happens to practice a low-carbohydrate diet. I find it easier right. to follow for myself. Bread is packed I full agree. of sugar and pretty fat. So I just, th- that's just me. But at the end of the day, it you probably equates to the fact that I just consumed less calories, and that's why I can keep my weight in check. But... Dude, well, there's also a genetic years. factor too to yeah. be part of that. Oh, I, I genetically predisposed to get very overweight. I used to be 40 pounds overweight at one point yeah, in my yeah, life. Yeah, but listen, so the, but it took me years to get the discipline for this and especially years to actually have the discipline during quarantine to still not overeat. So Haskell, yeah. dude, what can people do right now, man? Like people are probably just at home gobbling up calories. How do you, what can they do, man? What can they do? Well, so it's a, it's a great question. And, um, the re- it, it, and it's actually not an easy one to answer because it was, well, no, it's not true. It's easy to answer, but hard to do. Not, <laughs> so how do you combat? It's very difficult. I could say eat less and, and, and go for walks, which is what you should do. That's the minimum. But the reality is, this is a very difficult time for most people. Imagine you just said you're having a difficult time and you're a professional trainer. Right. And you're having a difficult time. How's the average person who's already overweight and struggling with weight loss to do, to, uh, to go through this kind of a very tough time? Most people eat because they're, they're bored and they're emotional or they're emotionally needy. I don't mean emotionally needy, that's a bad thing. Everybody's emotionally right, needy. Right. But, but they're using it to fill a void. What you do in, the, in these times, you just try to be mindful of what you're putting in your mouth. Try to eat smaller meals, less food, and try to, you know, we, we as a society know it's good for us or what's bad for us. We know. Right. You know that sugar is not good. I like Reese peanut butter cups, but uh, I yeah. like chocolate ice cream and I like cookies. But I try to minimize it to one once a week, 
a little snack here, a little snack there. But sugar is an addiction. So in this time, it's a very difficult thing to combat when it's regular. When it's a regular uh, life outside, now that it's not a regular life outside, it's you know you have to be cognizant. You have to be cognizant of of, of what you're putting in your mouth and how much your energy you're expending. It's very tough to people. My heart goes out to people who are having eating disorders now. It's very tough for them. But you know that's when a coach comes into play, and we can help you with that because what we want to do is get you moving and reduce the calories and get you sleeping and recovering, have a better lifestyle. I mean, here's the problem, though. Like, it's also people's finances are getting strained, too. So right. they, they can't really, they'd love to, even once a week, contract somebody online to check up with them and give them a workout and, you know, yep. but they For can't sure. even do that. So what are the, what's a, what, if, what are a few of the most simple things people can practice during this quarantine time? Something that they can daily, do, something daily that can keep them in check. Okay, good. So one of the things I recommend most people is to get a Fitbit or an Apple Watch if they can afford it. You know, even an expensive $30 one, $40 one, put it on your wrist. Walk 10,000 steps around your house, outside. Keep your social distancing from people. Walk your dog if you have to. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Break the rules, but don't break the law. Although, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you practice what he preached on that one. Um, so, you know, you move. And it's, it's like everything else exercise and diet are tied in. If I don't know what a calorie is, and if I don't know, if I'm, if I'm not weighing and measuring my food, and I don't really have an idea of what a calorie is, I'm going to overeat. Just I'm going to overeat or I'm going to saturate my food with too much condiments or salad dressing or whatever it is. Um, and it's, so the nice thing about a Fitbit, for example, is you're walking 10,000 steps, you get that motivation to walk 10,000 steps, it also... Uh, you have Fitbits that can measure that measure your calories by when you input the food uh, into it. That's a, it's a lot. It's a bit of work, but mm-hmm. you you get motivated by it. So, in today's day and age, for those who are just beginning exercise, going to YouTube is a great tool. However, if you execute the exercises improperly, you get hurt. Keep it simple. Do walk, light jogging, uh, body weight exercises, push ups off the knees. Keep a good structure in your body. But really, the reality is try and find yourself a coach. Even if it's once a week to give you a program, even if it's once a give you a program a month. I switched all my business online within 10 days. All of it. How did you do that, Haskell? So I'm not technically savvy. So one of my, one or two of my uh, high profile clients said, me, get on Zoom. It's a business platform for meetings. So I looked on it. In 24 hours, I had a Monday, Wednesday, Friday group that I normally train in the morning at the gym at 6 a.m. And there's usually about seven guys and, and, and girls. Um, and I had to move them online and I had body weight workouts. Now, some of these guys have equipment, some of them don't. I can't, you know, everybody has to do the same thing as I'm watching them online. So I've developed body weight training programs uh, three days a week and I have six, seven guys and I charge a reasonable rate. I won't get into what I charge, yeah. but I charge a reasonable rate and I charge a package rate. And I'm going to tell you now, I'm actually making a little more than I was. Now, that's not to say that I'm not going to go back to the gym and train. I'm not saying that. Uh, because there's a lot more uh, I can do at the gym than I can with body work at home. So I transferred them. Then I started calling my other clients. I said, you know what? I tried it with my, with my, with my groups. I started getting my everyday one-on-one clients on Zoom. And I hustled. Now I'm doing 30 appointments this week online, groups and individuals. Next week, I'm projected I'll do about 35. 
Haskell for a 51 year old guy who wasn't tech savvy about three weeks ago. Um, yeah, yeah, you're really pulling off the the, the dream job there. Yeah. Well, I got a family to feed. You know, my wife works and she draws in a salary. It's great, but that's not enough for the two of us and my daughter to survive. Right. So I had to do my share. And I was very nervous. I was very scared in the beginning. I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought my career was over. So I started by saying to myself, you know, what? I'm going to service my existing clientele to the best of my ability. And that seems to have worked. With the exception of one or two clients, everybody's online. I'm like you said, you hit on the economics of it all. I don't know how long this situation is going to last. My feeling is three months, I'd say more like six months for bars, restaurants, gyms. I don't think we're going back before the fall. Right, right. And economically, I have to strike while the iron is hot. My clients are extraordinarily loyal. And that's where the whole idea of becoming a relationship specialist is. I develop relationships with my clients that are beyond friendship mm -hmm. and they feel that and it's genuine and I get it from them too. Yeah. I see it's, that with, uh, I, that's what, one of the things that I think made you and I hit it off so well, we're very similar in that regard. Yeah. Um, we're people, we love people and what we do, we we're fully engaged in it. And, uh, yeah, the, the loving relationship side is so important. I would, I would credit that for a reason that many of my clients have also stayed with me in the, in the quarantine time. And I'm doing some online training now as that's well. Amazing. Yeah. See, that's great. That, that, and that's how it should be. We should be. That's how we stick up for each other. That's how we support each other, you know, as best as we possibly can. Haskell, I see, I see these moments as times that uh, people need exercise, fitness, and something to keep them motivated more than ever. I, I, I don't see it as opportunistic at all. I think that we just no. have to redefine ourselves during a time that demands us to see how we do what we do differently. Um, but you're still providing such an essential service. I find it not even just a luxury item. I, I think training people is essential, man, for their well-being. I think you're right. You're right. It is an essential service because if we don't have a strong body, how are you going to have a strong mind? And you need a strong mind and body to develop a strong spirit because you're going to need to overcome it. You have to look at this as a positive nature. I know this is a terrible thing that's going on, but we can learn a lot. The, 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 the planet is telling you something. The earth is telling you something. I mean, greenhouse gases down 25% in three months. Uh, dolphins swimming in the canals in Venice. I mean, Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. There's, and that's you're preparing yourself in three months. Imagine if we were more serious about taking care of the earth in three years. So you're right. Training is an essential service. And this is an important in our human history where we can have a lot to learn about our, ourselves, our bodies, uh, about our planet, about how we can all get along better um, and, and step up to the plate. It's a very, it's a, it's a negative, it's a negative circumstance, which can lead to a very positive outcome overall in the long term. Very well said. Hey, you just got me inspired there, Haskell. That was that was awesome, dude. So I know Thanks, you're in a bit of a rush here. So I want to just ask you one last question here for sure, on, sure. on behalf of other fitness trainers and people in the fitness industry. Okay. Do you see this as marking the industry in a permanent way, or do you see it as just sort of a temporary glitch in in the in the industry? And then after six months pass, we're going back to same old, same old. You know, that, 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 that question has been asked of me uh, a couple of times this week by several different people, uh, clients and other trainers and whatnot. Uh, I think there's always going to be a space for gyms. And the reason being is people love to lift heavy objects. Uh, they love to lift weights. And you can't just do that in someone's home 
Plus, it's a social gathering spot for people to, to meet each other, talk to each other, and meet people of the same or opposite sex. So that, that's an important aspect of it, the social. Aspect. So I don't think mm-hmm. gyms are going to go under. I think gyms may have to reinvent themselves. They may have to reinvent the payment structures and how they, how they pay trainers. Because really, I have my guy saying, why would we ever go back to the gym when we can do this? And for a, and for a less expensive price. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm loyal to my gym. I'm loyal to the gyms I work at DC2 and Atwater Club. Yeah. And then when I went to uh, the other gym up the street, I'm loyal to them. So I will bring my clients back. But will they want to come back is the question. I think that overall, I think things will, as things subside, there will always be a space for gyms, traditional gyms. What the, the niche is going to have to be careful now, and this is, and this is being proven with for, uh, platforms like Peloton and Echelon, for example, the biking platforms, this is the time for them to thrive and show people, yeah, you don't need to be in the gym. You just need to be on a bike in your house or a circuit training where I'm doing from home. Yeah, you don't need a gym. I have all the equipment that uh, I have all the tr- equipment you need, which is your body. I have a great workout. So, do I think it's the end of the gym business? No, definitely not. Do I think the gyms will have to reinvent themselves? Yes, to a certain extent. One of the things that I, my, my wife brought up to me, and I never thought about this. From now, on, my clients go on vacation or go traveling. They don't need to stop training with me. <laughs> right. You know, I was saying that with my wife as well. I said, this has just opened up a whole new, I, I can imagine in, in the future, some of my clients will say, hey, Sean, I can't make it there for four o'clock. Can we do this online? You know, like I can 100%. really see that happening. And sure. trainers will okay. also have to be very fair with the establishments. If that's a client that you were supposed to see at a particular gym, trainers right. are going to have to be transparent and say, hey, I couldn't see I, our client at the gym. I did it online. I'm still sharing my cut, right? Completely agree with you. I only have one name in my life. The Tasco gun. I have one name. You can ask anybody, any gym I've ever worked at. I've always paid my share. Mm-hmm. If I've trained someone from uh, at home that's part of the gym, I always put in my share, my percentage, whatever the percentage is, and I don't screw anybody over, uh, regardless of my relationship with them, whether I whether I like the owners or don't like the owners, whether I get along with the owners or not. I don't because in the end, you know, my name is my name, and I always give my share. And if you're not giving your share as your trainer, uh, when you're training someone remotely or otherwise, then shame on you. Oh. I'm a professional. I should be paid as a professional. And furthermore. If you're doing videos for free, do them for free. Just give them and don't ask for a donation. Or if you're going to ask for a donation, say donate money to the uh, to the medical health professional fund or whatever the fund is. Mm-hmm. To uh, but when you are a professional, you should be paid for your service, just like a doctor, a lawyer, uh, a plumber, um, you know, a gardener. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I, when I see someone on when I see a, a, a trainer undercharging. I think that's inappropriate. If you're going to do online training for free, then let it be for free. This is a free course for you guys. And if you're going to, if you're going to charge people or ask people for money, be a professional and do it, uh, do it in a proper form, uh, proper form, which is one-on-one or, one, or with a small group and make your arrangements offline. Yeah, I'd also caution personal trainers who do too much free online because they're also tempting their own clients to say, well, if you're doing all this free stuff, why am I actually paying you when I'm training with you, right? I'm all all for giving out a few exercise tips here and there, a few recipes, but I don't think you should be doing full-out programs for people. Exactly right. I haven't done any free stuff online. Honestly, just I haven't had the time to do it. I've been so busy servicing my existing clientele 
They just haven't had the time to do it. And you want to give people a taste of what it is that you're offering and then have them bring it to you and bring it to you. Because in the end, let me ask you, does a lawyer not charge for his services? For sure. You may do pro bono work once in a while. Right. Where a doctor, doctors, uh, doctors without borders, they do, they do work and, and not get paid necessarily. But eventually, you got to get paid for your time. Well, Haskell, listen, I want to thank you so much for your time here today, man. This was uh, as much appreciated, a lot of valuable information um, you're sharing there for our industry and for people out there who are trying to reinvent. We got this 51-year-old here on the line, and you've successfully reinvented yourself in a time that's pushed you, and I think that's what Forked Podcast is all about. We hit these forks in the road. How do we develop ourselves? And uh, I think you have successfully gotten through this particular fork, Haskell. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate your uh, love and support. It means a lot to me. You know what? I think you're a great guy, and uh, and I'd love to do this again with you. I have some other uh, interesting stuff I could tell you about my life. That yeah. Well, we are definitely going to do that because I have a feeling that we're going to be needing to share information for many months to come. <laughs> for sure, brother. All right, listen, you take care of yourself. I got a real, I have a client at one o'clock. All right, brother. You have a great day, Haskell. You too, my man. Thanks Bye-bye. so much, my man. Bye-bye. Thank you.